0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, we continue on. That was fascinating with our scientist friend and uh, talking about asteroids and uh, also tattoos. You know, we were talking last hour as well with uh, the... Updated news story that John McCallum, Canada's ambassador to China, actually claims now he misspoke when he said on Tuesday at a press conference attended only by Chinese-speaking media in Markham uh, that uh, there was a good case for Meng Wanzhou, the woman, the Huawei executive, who's been detained facing extradition to the United States to maybe uh, actually beat that rap and... uh, now he says he misspoke. For 45 minutes, he misspoke. We're going to pick up on that as one of the talking points at the bottom of the hour, and we'll open the lines and find out uh, how you feel about this whole thing and whether or not you know, this is a guy who should retain his job. As far as other jobs are concerned, the teaching profession uh, has oft times come into the crosshairs of the government provincially. And uh, we know that the latest is that the Education Minister, Lisa Thompson, announced today she's launching consultations with education partners on class sizes and teacher hiring practices. They're thinking of removing caps on class sizes in kindergarten and in grades one to three. As a matter of fact, uh, right now, The kindergarten size is 29, and uh, when it comes to uh, grades one to three, the primary grades, it's 23 students. So uh, what is behind this proposal? Let's find out. Joining us on the line is Joy Lachica, president of the Elementary Teachers of Toronto. Joy, good to have you on The Oakley Show. Hi there.
1: It's good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: What do you suspect is behind these proposals from the Conservative government?
1: Well, the message these days is cut. And um, teachers and parents, I know, um, are deeply concerned about uh, the minister's announcement uh, around uh, an attempt to make changes to class size. We know that individualized instruction um, facilitates better student learning and better student outcomes, and particularly for our youngest and most vulnerable students. And uh, class size caps are in place so that we can provide a solid public education uh, for our youngsters. So we feel that uh, this is a misguided um, plan, and uh, we're certainly um, going to do our best to defend public education and protect our class size caps in kindergarten and in the primary grades.
0: So you believe it's going to compromise the quality of education?
1: It's it's absolutely detrimental, and this is going to have an adverse impact, uh, the idea of this. um,
0: Well, is there empirical evidence to substantiate that?
1: Well, uh, we, we know that uh, students have been thriving And in a a context where there's one teacher and one education worker and full-day kindergarten classes we need that uh, for for student programming um, for all of the things that have to do with early learning and and also for the safety of our students in the classroom. All right but what
0: I'm asking I guess so uh, what you're saying is this evidence-based for example uh, who arrived at these numbers to begin with 29 students for kindergarten 23 for grades 1 to 3 uh, why not 24? Why not 27 or even 18? I mean, where where do we, how do we arrive at these numbers? And know what the optimal is?
1: Well, the the primary class size cap has been in place uh, since 2000, 2004, and and these items are things that are negotiated over years, and 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 class size caps. Um, are discussed at the negotiation table. So that's also disconcerting for us that, that uh, uh, the education minister would suggest this is something that is fodder for consultation.
0: Well, consultation can lead to negotiation. I still want to get back to the empirical data. If you've got any that would substantiate that there is a sweet spot for the number of students in a class.
1: Well, again, there is data to, to show that uh, full-day kindergarten students with two educators have positive outcomes. We see that in um, studies uh, that it, across, across countries, that, that students that have a better start um, as their young, youngsters do better as they progress through the grades. So we have positive data to show that very thing. So they, they're having higher graduation rates, With lower class sizes, better skills around self-reliance, critical thinking, problem-solving, all those things are embedded at a very young age. And we have the positive data to show that. Um, The reason that class size caps were put in place in the first place, back in 2004... Um things like safety, things like optimum learning um we we need to p- provide a progressive um, education system for our students in Ontario. We have a world renowned system, and we need to preserve that and and that has to do with individualized instruction, and we can't have that if our classes are ballooning all right, so
0: uh, what you said, let me just uh, interject here uh, individualized instruction, so what you're saying is it's the quality of the teaching, so even if you've got a class size. Of, well, it may be 15, but if it's a poor instructor or conversely, if you've got a class size of 35 with a really good communicator as a teacher, uh, wouldn't that have more of an impact on the student's ability to learn?
1: Well, it, it's not just about the teacher. It's about the students being all together in a classroom. We know that we have three- and four-year-old students in junior kindergarten, part of our full-day kindergarten program. If we didn't have a cap on that, um, on that side, we have, we have early learners who are learning to get along socially, who, who still need nurturing, who are learning the basics of social skills and the beginnings of early literacy and numeracy, uh, students all together in a classroom, require appropriate supervision and and also just guidance. Uh, We need that, otherwise it's unsafe. Uh, Parents and educators, parents and teachers, education workers have, have come to know and trust That this is a a positive uh, framework for learning, and um, we're completely uh, bowled over by any consideration uh, that fewer fewer adults in the classroom with small children would be safe and productive in terms of the learning environment. Um, You know, uh, the 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 early um, daycare ratios are one to eight. And, and and three-year-old students, some, some as young as three, are are, are entering full-day kindergarten. And and if we didn't have um, a, a teacher and an education worker in a class of 29 students, we wouldn't have optimum learning, play-based learning, um, and and we wouldn't have students that are are managing themselves well. Um, this is unrealistic. It's it's not. Um, it's not informed, and uh, the education minister uh, would, would do well to listen to teachers on the ground.
0: Well, that's uh, what consultation parents. is all about. She yeah. says all of the stakeholders well, would be a party to that. You uh, are somewhat, uh, you dispute that?
1: Well, a consultation. This is a, this is consultation that should occur in dialogue with with the education partners at a negotiations table who can speak clearly and accurately to the realities on the ground. This is a bargaining issue. It shouldn't be coming up or suggested through consultation in in a in a context uh, that's uninformed. So, so we feel that this is um, this is just not appropriate, and we will do everything we can um, uh, with, with our partners to, to work to defend public education and the best learning environments for students to succeed.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate your telling us where you're coming from, and uh, we'll see how this all goes forward, as uh, they've just embarked on this with the announcement that consultations will now be taking place. I appreciate your time, Joy. Thank, Thank you. Thank f-
1: you so much. We appreciate it, too. Bye-bye okay. now. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Joy Lachica is the President of the Elementary Teachers of Toronto wonder how kids are doing with the all-day kindergarten, by the way. Is there any empirical evidence of how they've uh, done better than, say, the prior cohort that were only doing at half-day? You know, uh, this is the four-year-olds that, well, a lot of us at the time cynically saw it as uh, being a sort of an ersatz uh, daycare, basically where, you know, parents were happy when their kids were four, but then they're paying for it for the rest of their lives through their taxes. However, uh, that's one matter, education, and uh, it's always a flashpoint. We'll wait and see. But I'm just curious, you know, that arbitrary nature of setting the class size at 29, who arrived at that number, you know, as opposed to like 28, or, you know, somewhere along the line, they even broke it down more granularly. Twenty-seven point eight would be the optimum size of a class for the students to really absorb all of the information. After that, it's diminishing returns. Uh, so I don't know. That's why I wonder if you know a few more here and there uh, does really make that significant a difference. And if it's socialization, then you know if you can socialize with twenty-nine, you'll even do more socializing with thirty-five. You know, it just ups the quota. The on bigger, your, the better. Yeah, your birthday the more party to becomes. Socialize. That's right, and more bring people bring all the
1: whole class. <laughs>
0: Bring more people to your birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. You'll overwhelm the staff there because you're coming with your kindergarten cohorts. The whole gang. Wouldn't it be great? You got to get off two buses. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and anywhere else you get your on demand audio.